Mark's version of Jesus' walk to Golgotha as a study in contrasts. It's a run then walk, shout then whisper. Mark's narrative is peppered with immediately and now and just then, but then slows with seemingly unconnected symbolic details like the naked young man and Simon of Cyrene. Mark spends so much of his time as a gospel storyteller firmly establishing Jesus' messiahship and then, when it matters most, questioned by one who holds his life in his hands, Jesus himself is silent on the subject. Just a few minutes ago, we heard a very different story to this one. Peter, who fiercely and faithfully vowed to follow Christ to his death, turns around and denies him three times, using lots of words, lying words, deceitful words, betraying words. I do not know him. And with his words, Peter fails Jesus over and over. Three times Peter denies him, just as Jesus said he would. Last week, to get ready for Palm Sunday, I was preparing scripts for those who had agreed to act out parts of the passion narrative over in Ellis Hall. For each speaking part, I highlighted with a yellow marker the words to be spoken. Pilate talks a lot in this story, as do the bystanders. Pilate asks a lot of questions, tries to clarify, tries to justify, tries to convince. Yellow marker all over the page. When it came time to highlight Jesus' part, I, like Pilate, was amazed. The script I prepared for Jesus had very little yellow marker on it. Through our whole passion narrative, Jesus stays largely silent. He goes where he is told, He offers himself for innumerable cruelties and indignities, but rarely does he speak up, even when offered the chance to do so. Silence in the face of odds stacked as high as these is a politically risky move, but so then is answering the questions and accusations set before him. Pilate, a weak and fearful ruler, is looking for reasons to find Jesus guilty. Pilate is looking for reasons to follow through with what the people want. Like many weak and fearful leaders, like many who lack backbone and lack integrity, Pilate is trying to flex his questionable power through intimidation and threats. What he can't win with reason, he will win with violence. Pilate is looking for Jesus to plead, to bargain, to argue, to explain, to turn himself in. Pilate wants Jesus to recognize his power, to converse with him, to legitimate him, to prop up his faltering ego, to justify his shaky position as ruler. And Jesus refuses. In his silence, Jesus takes Pilate's power away. 
Jesus refuses to recognize Pilate's power over him, and in doing so, he acknowledges that there are powers in the world greater than death. There are forces greater than torture and humiliation. Jesus' silence takes the wind out of Pilate's sails. Jesus may have been the first major figure in history to employ this tactic in the face of violent power, but he's certainly not the last. Gandhi did it, refusing to engage the British government on their own terms, refusing to justify their positions of power by refusing to join their conversations. He changed the rules by accepting that there were greater forces at work in his life and in the life of his people, than humiliation or starvation. Martin Luther King Jr. did it, refusing to stoop to violent protest as a countermeasure to violent discriminatory practices. He refused to give credence to those who would persecute him. He would not give power to the dominant racist culture. He changed the rules by accepting that there were greater forces at work in his life and in the life of his people than discrimination or imprisonment. This list, this list of those who have changed the world by following this example and refusing to answer fear with more fear, refusing to answer hate with more hate, the list is long. Nelson Mandela, Aung San Suu Kyi, Desmond Tutu, Oscar Romero, among others. The list goes on. They lived and led and taught and protested with ultimate integrity. They employed a powerful silence that refused to justify the authority of those who held court over them. They recognized that pain and humiliation and torture and death, while awful, while unjust, were not the most powerful forces. You say that I am, and nothing more. Mark contrasts Jesus' silence with the roaring of the crowd. The crowd, when I was highlighting those scripts for the Passion, had a lot of yellow marker. The crowd in Mark's gospel are as fearful as Pilate. They are loud. They are angry. They jeer and they mock. They grasp for power anywhere they can find it. They fail to protect the weak. They fail to uphold the innocent. Seduced by obvious outward power, the crowd is easily bought. They believe that power is in blood. That power belongs to the one that can inflict the most pain that can use torture for entertainment. They believe death wins. Crucify him, they scream. And for the moment, their raucous, vicious anger becomes more powerful than Jesus's silent protest. For a moment, the crowd wins. Their anger in the face of Pilate's weak indecision spells out Jesus' death. But that's not the end of this story. 
There are so many competing forces here, so many voices clambering to be heard. There is fear and hate and ignorance and frustration and shame and weakness. All of those are shouting to be heard, to be the loudest, to be the most powerful, to be the one that will win, the one that will be remembered. And in this part of our story, the one voice we need to hear is not saying anything at all. With the hindsight that we own from our own perspectives, we know we will hear that voice again. We know which powerful, powerful force will win above all. And yet, it is a wonder that we still today find ourselves raising our own voices in hatred, allowing our own anger or fear or indecision to rise to the surface. And while I doubt any of us have recently actually shouted for a crucifixion, we certainly add our shouts of dismay or derision to the mix of the daily disappointments in the news, in our lives, in our families, in our communities. We are none of us saints in this regard. And we could all stand to lower our voices in deference to that one voice, that voice we all need to hear more of, that voice that is For now, silent.